Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back, folks. Yesterday, we had the opportunity to broadcast live from 2020 St. Charles Avenue, the home of New Orleans and company. Everyone there, the staff uh, throughout the entire day was most accommodating. Really such a great venue to bring uh, that broadcast to our listening audience. And I wanted to take this opportunity to thank Walt Leger, the president and CEO of New Orleans and Company, who joins us now for making that happen uh, for us. And, Walt, we really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, congratulations uh, to um, to you guys as well, because y'all, I think, were conducting interviews in three dozen different cities telling the story about Mardi Gras. Yeah, thank you, Nolan. Thanks for being with us. I thought it was uh, it was a great day, and we appreciated you being here to share it with us. Um, yeah, our team uh, traditionally has put together these satellite media tours for big events, and we take the opportunity on Mardi Gras Day to do the same thing. We scheduled 34 consecutive interviews that started around 5 a.m. and ran till about noon in a variety of markets all over the country, uh, places like Washington, D.C., San Francisco, St. Louis, Austin, Detroit, Houston, on and on and on, um, and reached millions of viewers, basically popped in on their morning shows and were able to give them a little taste of, uh, of what was happening here in New Orleans and inviting them to come visit us at some other uh, time of the year. So, um, you know, just a great opportunity to leverage, not to mention hosting journalists here at the building and throughout the city. Um, we even had some international journalists who rode in Mardi Gras parades uh, during the, the weekend, and we'll have incredible uh, stories to report back to their uh, to their nations all over the world. So really great opportunity for us to tell the story. I wasn't aware of that. What was their feedback? I mean, so we had this, uh, you know, one of the journalists I was talking to yesterday evening, um, she was from Japan, and she wrote in Orpheus on Monday night. She she couldn't quite get the words out to explain it. She just kept saying that it was unbelievable, and um, she w- she said it was going to take her some time to really gather the appropriate words, but it was something that she just couldn't quite um, have ever helped to experience uh, anywhere else and, and felt like it was truly remarkable as I think we've come to know. So, I, you know, exciting that exciting to, to, to see it through the eyes of a first time attendee to begin with, but particularly somebody that's got some influence and can tell that story back in her home country uh, about why, uh, why, why come to new Orleans, why experience it. Uh, but all the feedback's been incredible. 
Well, we had a similar experience. I rode in Orpheus as well. We had guests from California, from the Bay Area, actually from Sonoma. We had guests from Tennessee, and we had guests from Houston, Texas. And it, it was so much fun to try and draw from them, you know, so describe this. How would you go about describing it? And it right. was like a complete pause. They said, I don't know how to put this into words. <laughs> she told, you know, she told me last night, she said, um, I got to the, when I got to the end, I was so exhausted and I didn't, you know, I, I grabbed some food and I was kind of like thinking about how I could escape back to my hotel room. And then Harry Connick Jr. came on the stage and I realized I wasn't going anywhere and, and she stayed for the party and then ended up shutting it down. So, you know, I mean, typically, uh, you know, typical of us, I think she just kind of kept getting sucked in uh, step after step and, and, and had the time of her life. So it's great. How big how big is that for us when you have these journalists and they go back home and they tell these stories? I think it's massive. You know, um, we spend a lot of time and money uh, promoting the city and and marketing it and and well and inviting people to come spend time with us. But I think at the end of the day, people understand that that's kind of what we're here to do. You know, we're promoters, and so when you can get a third party to verify that it's truly remarkable and unique and that it's really something that you can't quite um, explain without having experienced it. I think it's invaluable. Um, And, you know, people know about Mardi Gras around the world. It's something that is synonymous with our city and um, it's important, but I think getting those fresh takes on it, having people tell new stories, all very important. And um, I don't know that you can really put a price tag on that. Yeah. Uh, And, and, it, it it would be interesting to, um, you know, to to take advantage of that. And uh, do y'all? Well, let me ask the question this way. I get a little tongue tied here. Is that something that y'all do as well for like Jazz Fest, French Quarter Fest, and other big events that we have? Yeah, I think that what we've done over the last several years, in particular, is really doubled down on hosting journalists, inviting them in, having what we would call fam tours, familiarization tours where we take them around the community. We give them a variety of different uh, experiences and encourage them to then write about it. And we help them sort of pick out uh, what, you know, what things they, they, they are going to write about uh, when, when they go home. And so I think last year we had over 1,300 stories placed in, in journals or on websites or in other you know, media around the world and hosted over 500 journalists. So we're really stepping up those efforts that includes influencers. Sometimes we certainly work with some internet. I mean, some, you know, web-based influencers on Instagram and, and, uh, and on other uh, platforms, TikTok and others, but mostly these are journalists and traditional media. And um, I think it gives us a huge bang for our buck. It's, it's definitely time intensive. You know, we had staff that were, that are with them often um, most of the time. We certainly give them free time, but we really host them and, curate the experience so it's a it's a lot of work by our PR team they do a phenomenal job for us and um, it's something that we're going to keep pushing I think we had six different international journalists in uh, that that participated in that ride and Orpheus um, I didn't get to meet all of them I did spend some time with one from the UK who um, was really commending us on the efforts to recycle along the parade route something they noticed last year when they were here and that they noticed there was an uptick in those efforts. And 
uh, it was interesting to talk to him because he told me that, you know, he brings about 200 people a year to Mardi Gras um, on a trip and they then get on a cruise ship after and take a cruise. He said that one of the most common, you know, comments is about the trash and the, and the waste and that he had also gotten some really positive comments about the recycling program and, and the concerted effort to kind of try to rein some of that in. So it's good to get some positive feedback like that and also understand uh, that we've got to keep taking in, you know, steps in that direction. Absolutely. Um, your your uh, summation of uh, Mardi Gras this year, how did the hotels do? I think, what was yeah, the uh, I think great. rate? Yeah, so we don't have final numbers, but the projections were well into the mid-90s. Um, for occupancy, which is really spectacular. I mean, that's basically a sellout and puts a lot of pressure on them to, to fill and flip all of those rooms as they come out of it. Um, but obviously a resounding success. And I think uh, by all accounts, a lot of economic activity throughout the community, um, along the parade routes, of course, and the businesses um, that support um, locals and visitors. And so I think a um, you know another like tremendous great start to the year when you couple that with Sugar Bowl and you keep building momentum towards the uh, spring events that are just around the corner now with French Quarter Fest, Jazz Fest, uh, et cetera. So I mean it's um, I think a resounding success by all accounts. Absolutely. Um, what are you hearing about crowds uh, uh, from folks? I think we're, um, we're, we're, we're hearing that they were larger than last year. It's, it's difficult to judge. You know, there are some, um, at some point there, there will be some, uh, you know, aerial photographs that were taken on Mardi Gras day. That'll allow some estimations to occur that give us an idea of what the crowds are really like, but the weather was so great. Um, I think the, the, you know, we, by all accounts, we exceeded last year, which was a really good year. And so I think, um, I think the expectations are that that the data that keeps coming in will show that it was um, a really great year. That's probably, um, you know, well recovered from where we were several years ago with COVID and, and the impact that that had. So I think it's uh, a big bounce back for sure. Uh, I got a text here, Walt, and, and I'm just going to read it. And, and I know because of your experience in government, you'll know how to handle this. He, he, he says, um, maybe Walt can give us his thoughts on why we always hear about the economic impact of Mardi Gras, Super Bowls, Jazz Fest, etc., but never get the details of the breakdown of the resulting funds. And we also hear about how broke the city can be if he could break down the events would with finishing street projects, upgrading turbines, providing police pay, blah, blah, blah. That's not necessarily how it works, right? I mean, the, the economic well, yeah, impact I mean, flows through the tax bases, if you would just describe that. Yeah, no. So, I mean, I think the, the challenging thing about the economic impact uh, studies and numbers are that the, it, it, really, it really comes down to how you view what government is, is doing. Um, ultimately, government's here to serve the people of the city and, and to provide services to the people of the city so that we can all live here in this community. And so at times there are investments that government makes to be able to fulfill the desires of the citizenry. And the way I look at Mardi Gras is the government, you know, is being asked by the people who live here to ensure that this event can go forward and we can have this community celebration that we all so much enjoy. 
the ancillary benefits of that are that it brings in a tremendous number of visitors who spend their money here as well, adding to the economic prosperity of the city. And so what happens when you think of, when you talk about the $890 million economic impact that is projected around Mardi Gras, what that means is that people are spending their money in businesses throughout the community. And so both private Revenue is generated by those businesses that enables those businesses to employ people uh, to pay their bills um, and to make investments in the future of their business. But additionally, there's direct economic impact and revenue that accrues to the benefit of the city and the state. And so what the city what the study showed specifically about last Mardi Gras, you know, the most recent study that showed that almost nine hundred million dollar impact was that the city spent about an additional $10 million in order for, um, the, for Mardi Gras to go forward, and the city generated about $28 million in direct tax revenue, that being uh, mostly sales tax, hotel tax, and other revenues that get generated uh, throughout the community. So that, the, the, the point of that study was to show that beyond all of the incredible economic activity that occurs throughout the community for the businesses that exist here in our city and for the people who work in those businesses, there is a direct tax benefit to the city. And then another 14 million direct tax benefit to the state. Um, Again, those numbers are extremely conservative because they don't take into account things like um, income tax and other things that businesses are paying uh, and that individuals are paying off of the dollars that they're generating Uh, that are being spent during that event. So, yeah, it's pretty difficult to say exactly where each tax dollar ends up going. But the the gist of it is that not only is there tremendous economic activity, which is what we all hope for um, whenever there are whenever there's any kind of uh, event going on. But there's also direct tax revenue going back to the city, filling up the coffers, not only covering the expenses that are associated with the event, but actually you know, profiting so that those dollars can be spent on things like roads, um, police and and fire protection and um, all of the other things that are essential to the operations of uh, of any community. And while you will recall that at one time, I don't know what the standard is now, that any new dollar coming into this economic region will turn over seven times. So it has that um, exponential effect as well, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, you, when you really think about it, you know, so if I'm a if I'm a, a server in a restaurant and I'm and I am uh, earning dollars through tips that are being paid by someone who's here having a meal or having some cocktails at a bar or any of these other places that people are spending their dollars, then that money's going into my pocket. I'm then in turn going out and spending those dollars. Um, on groceries or on gasoline to fill my car up or on childcare or any of the other myriad things that we all spend our dollars on. And so that continues to reverberate. So what's great about an event like Mardi Gras is, you know, one, we know that locals spend a lot of money to make sure that this happens because they're members of crews and they enjoy this. It's something that they, you know, get a lot out of. But two, it's the new dollars that are coming in from visitors that are going out of the pocket of someone from some other place into the pocket of people who live here in our community and then get spent here again in our community as you do all the other things that are associated with living your life. And so 
that's where that reverberation effect comes into play. And that's where the economic impact really gets large because it, um, it does keep turning over time and again throughout the community. Absolutely. Got to get to a break. We'll be right back. We're visiting with Walt Leger, president and CEO of New Orleans and Company. Stay with us, folks. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back, folks. We are visiting with Walt Leger, president and CEO of New Orleans and Company. Walt, you had the opportunity to go out to Las Vegas for the handoff of the Super Bowl to the city of New Orleans. Tell us about it. Yeah, it was it was exciting, Noel. I mean, obviously, um, working with our partners at Greater New Orleans Sports Foundation and um, and so many others, as well as the sponsors of the host committee, Energy, um, it's been many years in the making, and so now it's finally here. I think we're 360 days away uh, from Super Bowl uh, 2025, Super Bowl 59, the 11th one that's going to be hosted here in New Orleans, a record-tying event, ties us with the city of Miami. Um, Las Vegas hosted it for its first time, and I know that our team went out there um, as a part of an, a group that was going to be meeting with the NFL in, in preparation for that event. Um, they obviously had a wonderful football game, and um, I'm certain that the numbers and the economic impact that they're going to show are going to be tremendous. Uh, but all eyes are on us now, and so Monday morning, bright and early, uh, Commissioner Goodell passed over the football literally from the governor of uh, – of Nevada over to Lieutenant Governor Nungesser and Mayor Cantrell, as well as Jay Cicero with the Sports Foundation, Marcus Brown from Energy. Um, and they accepted it on behalf of our whole community that is uh, now on the clock. And, uh, you know, I think I was mentioning to you yesterday, Fox is going to be broadcasting the game next year. I believe they're coming in next week on some site visits. And the NFL certainly has a number of those planned in coming months um, as as we, you know, get now in earnest, get ready to, to host the world next year uh, for the for the biggest game in the in the world. A lot of folks don't realize the amount of planning that go into this thing. Uh, it it is really an, an annual undertaking, right? A, a year long undertaking. A lot of uh, a lot, I think, uh, of prettying up that we need to do in the city. Your thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, these things don't just happen. It takes a lot of effort for, by a lot of people. 
And we certainly do have some things that we need to get ready for uh, in 2025. Um, and hopefully this will be the right excuse for us to, to get focused on some of those things. We've talked a little bit before about, um, you know, about obviously some of the infrastructure. We want to get lighting resolved. We've been talking to the state about that. We've been talking to DOTD about that. We want the want to get the interstate system between the airport and downtown well lit, um, get those light, the lights updated uh, and operational. Of course, get all of I-10 and, and the whole region, you know, updated and operational. Um, looking at things like lighting throughout the city, ensuring that um, the French Quarter and downtown and other parts of town are adequately lit. Um, we recognize, I think, um, correctly that good lighting is a public safety tool. You know, especially when you have visitors to the city that are not as familiar with uh, how to get around or, or are as uh, familiar with the neighborhoods. And so we want to get that, that done. And, of course, we're working with our partners at the Downtown Development District to continue to look at ways that we can update and improve sidewalks, lighting, um, facades of some of the you know buildings down there, and just get everything uh, – put our best foot forward. You know, we, um, we will be hosting – tens of thousands of visitors for this event, as well as friends and family of, of the NFL teams that make it here um, and the corporate sponsors of the NFL and of the Super Bowl. And I think that part is really important for us as a community because it creates an opportunity for us to host major corporate decision makers, uh, people who are responsible in their, in their companies for, for making investments or deciding on where they may uh, do business in the future. We want them to do business here. Um, we want them to think about this city as a great place to make an investment and to do business and and to have and to host other events in. And so it's it's something where you really need to put your best foot forward. And in many ways, we we'll, we treat it as like as what we were talking about earlier, like a, a site visit. You know, I mean, people are here to have a good time, to experience a great Super Bowl, but they're also paying attention to all the little things, the details. And in their mind, they're making decisions about whether New Orleans is a great place to host an event in the future that they may be responsible for. And so we um, great opportunity for us, but also one that we need to take as seriously as possible in, you know, investing in the time, the resources and the effort in putting our best foot forward uh, so that we can fully benefit as a community from an event like that, that will have one hundred and. 25, 130 million eyeballs on just for the game day alone. We'll have 5,000 or more media in town that'll all be reporting about what's happening here in the city of New Orleans. So it's incredibly important that we get focused over the next 360 days. You know, a lot of people are critical. Why, is, why does it take a, a Super Bowl? But there's always moments in life, right? Like Not unlike a baseball game or a football game, there are moments, and you're able to leverage those uh, to create momentum. And uh, this is one of those moments, correct? 100%. No, I mean, look, the, there's so much that you can say about um, about how – we all function in our own daily lives and our businesses and otherwise, sometimes it just takes a deadline to really push you. And that's what we've got here. Right. I mean, like that's what pushed me in school was that deadline. (laughs) Yeah. Well, right. You know, I mean, pushes you, um, it pushes you to make a decision and to get it done. And, you know, I think that um, having a deadline matters. I know when I was practicing law, deadlines really matter, right? If you don't have a yeah. trial date, well, then the case is never getting resolved. And so 
this is a deadline for us. We know that there is um, an event coming. It's a major event. It's a special event. It's one that our whole community takes pride in hosting. And so now that that deadline is in place, I think um, in traditional New Orleans style, I expect us to rally and come up big uh, because it's what we do. And I think that we um, you sometimes need that motivation to get it to get there. And that may frustrate folks. But regardless, we've got a deadline 360 days from now. And I think that the community will come together as we always do. It's going to be an amazing event. Um, and it, it's exciting that countless people are um are, are, are excited about being back here in New Orleans. You know, Mrs. Benson, who received the football from Commissioner Goodell on behalf of the city, um, she said, this is what we do in New Orleans. You know, we host major events and we do it better than anybody else. And we, we all know she's an incredible, incredibly graceful woman and, uh, and very elegant, uh, but she did not hold back in being very confident that the city of New Orleans is the best place to do it and that, and I know she is as confident as I am that it's going to be another very special Super Bowl. Absolutely. Uh, and all the while, uh, as leading up to that next year, we got to go about doing our regular business, right? Yeah, no question. You know, I mean, you don't want to get distracted by the big things and stop, you know, and, and, and have any issues with the with, with the day-to-day. Um, and I think we, we've got plenty of great things happening between now and then. Obviously, we mentioned earlier French Quarter Fest and Jazz Fest, which are major celebrations throughout our community that we all enjoy, but that also visitors uh, enjoy. We've also got major conferences coming to town, Evangelical Lutheran Church, 30,000 visitors, Bonner Brothers, which is a big corporate event, 30,000 attendees, American Dental Association, 24,000 attendees, American Nurse Credentialing Center, Water Environment Federation. These are all 20,000 plus attendees. We've got this international kind of Super Bowl of culinary um, that's coming at, at, you know, for the first time to the United States of America, and we're hosting it here in New Orleans, the Bocuse d'Or and the Pastry World Cup. That's June 2024, um, and so many other things. So, I mean, there's plenty of excitement to go around, and there's plenty of activity happening throughout our community, and that's not to mention Book Fest and New Orleans Entrepreneur Week and so many other um, incredible opportunities we have to put our best foot forward um, so we'll be, you know, we'll be walking and chewing gum at the same time, like we always do, be getting ready for the big show, but also um, doing our part to ensure that the city um, continues to function at a at a high level and continues to be competitive nationally and globally as an incredible destination uh, for people to visit and for people to host conferences and meetings in. Well, you guys always uh, have a few issues or items in uh, the state legislature with the Super Bowl coming. Are there things that we need to get done legislatively uh, in order to accomplish some of what needs to be done? Well, the the legislature and and the governor um, and traditionally the the administrations in the past have been supportive of these types of events. You know, the legislature created the Major Events Fund uh, many years ago to try to compete with especially to compete with states like Texas and Florida um, that have similar funds so that we can go compete for Super Bowls, Final Fours, et cetera. Um, these events are all becoming more and more competitive, and it requires a great partner in the state, not just from a financial standpoint, but also in, in other ways, including, you know, we mentioned DOTD, but of course state police is a part of the planning process, uh, as well as other regional law enforcement partners. So 
you know, we, we certainly will be asking the legislature to continue that history of support and expect that to, to happen. Um, otherwise, you know, I think that the legislative agenda for us is, is not that heavy. You know, I mean, we're going to be there um, advocating for the travel industry uh, of our state. Um, on, you know, on behalf of our partners around the state, because we recognize we're sort, we're all in this together. And, um, you know, we'll be looking for some resources and support from a public safety standpoint in the form of state police and other state agencies uh, that can assist with the public safety needs of our community uh, to ensure that our residents are protected and tend to make sure that the people who work in the industry are protected and to make sure that those who visit us are also safe to do so. So, um, it, it will be interesting to monitor the legislature over coming months because there are so many, um, so many issues out there that matter a great deal for us. But ultimately, our main mission is to advocate for the things that make our city a great place to live in and work in. Um, and we think that the, the visitors part will then take care of itself from a public policy standpoint. Will there be a role for you guys to provide information maybe in this next special session on crime? Yeah, I, I suspect so. You know, we've certainly talked to legislators who have reached out to us and asked us about um, the impact and about the things that are needed. I think that, you know, the economic impact study from Mardi Gras is a is a great tool to be able to communicate the value uh, and the economic influence of the city of New Orleans on the state. And so I think we'll be called upon to provide information that supports why the state should invest dollars in state police. If you look at the, the, the Mardi Gras report alone, that shows conservatively $14 million um, in direct state revenue from just two weeks of Mardi Gras in New Orleans. That's not to mention all of the other economic impact that's out there, which is tremendous. Um, that's justification in and of itself for the additional state police support that we've all been seeking. So um, I'm definitely getting questions about that. We are certainly providing data and information on it. And, and, we're, um, and we're engaged in conversations with the governor's policy advisors, um, as, well as, his, as well as the governor directly on what the needs are here throughout the community. And, and you know, on behalf of the business community, we'll be very, um, we'll be very present. We'll be there uh, to advocate for and support uh, necessary legislation and or financial support that will assist us in making our community safer. Absolutely. Well, I, I know that you have been very busy. We truly appreciate you joining us um, this morning, and we really appreciate uh, you guys rolling out the red carpet for us. It was a great day. You have a great staff. They were so pleasant to work with and most helpful, and uh, we really appreciate it. We have a tremendous team. Thank you so much. Kelly Scholes, our, our VP of, of comms, is, does a tremendous job, and, and she's hopefully recovering today from those 34 straight interviews um but yes our team she looked worn out yesterday i saw her after she finished the last one she looked worn out i gotta i gotta tell you (laughs) no question i think she earned it and and earned a a good deep breath today i hope but yeah thank you and thank you to your team it's always um, our honor to host and so we look forward to doing it again in the future and thank you for the opportunity to visit as always have a great rest of the day you too, my friend. We'll be right back, folks. Thanks. 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back, folks. Uh, looks like we've got a lot of work in front of us for next year with the uh, Super Bowl and uh, prettying up the city. We'll talk more about that in a minute. But let's go to the talk lines. We have Reverend Wallace on I'm the line. line Rev, welcome to the show. Good morning, uh, Mr. Norman. How you doing? Doing well. How about you? I'm I'm fine. I'm glad to hear you. Show sure, uh, you always have issues, and you uh, talk from a perspective of uh, supporting uh, causes that will benefit everybody. So I appreciate the opportunity to come on and, uh, and say uh, that uh, it was such a great Mardi Gras yesterday to see all the various agents come out to assist the city and then endeavor to make sure that it was a success. It seemed like the crime wasn't uh, bad at all, which we know you're going to have those hiccups, but for the most part, people were able to go out and enjoy themselves, and thanks so many to the organization for taking their time to spend money to, to do put on a good show like that. We're so blessed in Louisiana. We may have our difference, but when it comes down to uh, the, these people in the this state, uh, we certainly set an example of what uh, unity could be when we come out and really enjoy ourselves as people and citizens of this great country. So I uh, I appreciate everything you do on the show. You really engage yourself in the topics. You confront politicians to bring awareness to some of the issues that's concerned the people, and uh, you stay on your topic, and I appreciate it, and I'm listening to you all the time. So thank you for the purchase coming on. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you for calling in. Appreciate it, and have a, uh, a great week uh, this week. You know, uh, part of the issue uh, that we're going to have, uh, you know, coming up, I mean, I and and I don't mean this as criticism. I just mean this as trying to create some momentum on a number of issues. We have got to get a um, number of the potholes fixed. We have got to get our sidewalks done. Our sidewalks are horrendous. I walked around a lot since last Wednesday, having spent time down in the warehouse district all through the quarter. Um, I mean, it, it, it's actually dangerous. It's safer to walk in the street than it is on the sidewalk. And and that's a scary proposition when you think about it. We've got these metal grates where trees were. Trees are hacked off. Uh, you know, there's no longer a tree there for whatever reason. If it's designed to be green space, we got to go replace it. we got to dig it up and replace it because you can't have these metal grates sticking up, you know, uh, six, seven inches 
in the air, you know, uh, as something that's trying to reach out and grab your ankle and uh, break your leg and, and have you trip. We have bricks that are missing all over the place. Uh, we have other air, uh, types of materials that are missing all over the place. If you're in a wheelchair, uh, for those that are handicapped, there is no way to navigate these sidewalks safely. No, there's absolutely no way. And this was a course of a conversation that um, group of folks that as we were walking around and looking out for one another, watch yourself over here, watch yourself over here. I mean, every afternoon, every night, um, Walt was right in bringing up the lighting. We got we got to get that lighting resolved. I understand on the interstate highway, some of those issues are not um, the city's issues. They're actually uh, state issues that need to be resolved sooner rather rather than later. Uh, and we've got to pretty ourselves up and we've got to pay attention. I don't know if it's going to require committees that be set up uh, to kind of push the edges of the envelope on this. Uh, but whatever it takes, uh, and if they need volunteers, I'd be happy to volunteer myself, uh, you know, to, to do whatever. If it's lifting bricks and delivering that or putting up uh, barricades, whatever it takes to get this done, uh, I think that there'll be a lot of folks willing to do so because there's a frustration out there. They want to see these things fixed. There's, there seems to be a lack of attention uh, to this. Uh, you know, if you had three or four crews of folks that uh, knew how to lay masonry and, 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 and get areas cleaned up and get it done, these are brick pavers. This is not rocket science to, to, to lay this stuff down. really isn't. Uh, but it would go a long way in prettying up our areas um, and, and getting these things done. Um, you know, and it's just almost every sidewalk you walk on uh, down in the warehouse district and, and in the French Quarter, it's incredibly dangerous. A lot of there over there is Pennsylvania blue flagstone. Um, this, these materials are readily available. Uh, they're easy to cut. They're easy to 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 uh, to lay down. I mean, it's not it's not a big issue. Again, I have it up and down my driveway, and you know when water penetrates it, I I take a I knock them out, knock the uh, mortar out, mix some mortar, fix it myself. I mean, it's not it's not rocket science, but I don't let it sit there and get worse because once you know one piece pops out, then all of the pieces start to do it. And we need to have a maintenance plan to make sure that that this stuff. Uh, it was incredible when they put it down. It looks incredible when it's down and it's done right. Um, and it adds to the ambiance of, of the French Quarter, the brick pavers, adds to the ambiance of the warehouse district and what's going on there, but not when it's completely broken apart. Uh, and, you know, brick pavers are just, they're not hard to get. We need to get our hands on them and we need to, to get out about uh, doing that business and fixing the curbs as well at the same time. They are a mess. And, you know, those those couple of things, I mean, I think we could turn this around in a six-month period of time to make it look phenomenal. And it would do so much more to just the beauty of the warehouse district and, and downtown New Orleans as well as, as the French Quarter. 
Um, and it wouldn't take a lot to get it done, quite frankly. Um, you know, you you can have a small trailer. You could put it behind a side-by-side, a, a four, little four-wheel vehicle, so you're not taking up a lot of room with with a generator to, to run a masonry cutting device. A water tank to have uh, water on the blade. It doesn't take a lot to do this. Quick deploy teams fixing sidewalks, and we get it done. We get it done. And if there's an opportunity for us to volunteer, we'll do it. We'll do it. But this is something that's got to happen. If we really want to knock it off the charts, be off the rails as to the public's reaction when we have this opportunity with the Super Bowl coming in where we're going to have a lot of eyes on us, this is the opportunity for us to get this straight. But if we don't start next week, we're behind the eight ball. It is something that we need to be starting on right now. There needs to be a plan. And maybe we just forget about um, the climate for a short period of time and start focusing on this and making it our priority. Maybe we should stop traveling around the country trying to find out other things about other folks and just kind of just look in the mirror and try and figure ourselves out. And maybe we start making ourselves the priority as opposed to all others about how we are going to do what we need to do. And then maybe we may execute. Just maybe. We'll be right back to check in with Scoot. He's up next. Stay with us. Welcome back, folks. Uh, Scoot joins us, and he's on location at Perfume Headquarters, smelling suave and debonier out there. Yeah. Well, you know, I'd like to think that I smell good every day, but, um, yeah, like especially in a day like today, I'm, I'm pretty close to good-smelling stuff. Look, if anybody has forgotten Valentine's Day, and, you know, like it's easy to forget it because there was a lot going on the last few days. I, I know how busy you were. I, I was busy. And uh, we've just got the best deals for you if you want to get a last-minute gift for somebody or if it's time for you to pick up something for yourself. But I'm kind of new. I'm, I, I, as much fun as I had, I'm, I'm kind of glad things are going to return to normal. And I know between riding and throwing and going to uh, the ball and having guests in town, I know you had a busy, a big, busy Mardi Gras. Worn out. <laughs> <laughs> we all we all are. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I know, I just, you know, I know. You just can't, don't have you can't. that hanging pot, you know, that I can hang as long as I used to. You know, it's like getting older. Well, I know it, and 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 and, but but see, admitting that it provi- prevents you from getting into that situation that you really don't want to be in because it can be, you know, at this age, uh, recovering from a hangover takes a lot longer than it used to. So I try to avoid the whole thing. <laughs> anyway, we've got some great Valentine bumper music planned, and we are live at Perfume Headquarters. If you need to come by and get a gift for somebody, come on by. All righty. They're right there, 2034 Woodmere and Harvey. Hope you enjoyed today's show. We'll see you again tomorrow. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 